الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يؤثرون على أنفسهم ولو كان بهم خصاصة سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم When a person is given a tool When a person is given a tool for a limited period of time, they maximize their use of that tool. When a person is given a tool for a limited period of time, they maximize their use of that tool for that limited period. For example, when a person rents a car and they are given the option of unlimited miles for a weekend that person will make maximum use of that vehicle they'll make maximum use of that vehicle they'll take it all around town if they're traveling they'll travel very long distances and even the places that they otherwise wouldn't think that they had to go they'll make sure that they go on that time because that vehicle is given to them to use and to put as much as possible on it so they might use it to run an errand right they'll have two cars at home they have their own car they'll have a rental car but that rental car is unlimited mileage on it and because they have it for a limited period of time they'll say well I'm gonna use the rental car because this is the one that I've been given for this period of time I have to give it back at a certain time and they'll put as much mileage as much as they can and put it to maximum use and perhaps they'll think well this weekend I have to go I have to take care of a task that's 40 miles away I'm going to make sure I do it this weekend because this weekend I'm given this car and I'm told that I have unlimited miles on it so I'm going to do whatever I can to maximize the uh, maximize this vehicle and, and what I was given with it. And the reason is because there's a defined time. that You have two days, maximize your use of this vehicle because in two days you're going to have to give it back and you won't be able to use it again. You won't be able to use it again. If there wasn't that time, that finite time, if there wasn't a, def a definite period of time in which we were told that we would have this vehicle, then perhaps we wouldn't use it to the fullest extent. If we thought maybe we had a month or we had it indefinitely, then we wouldn't be as particular about using every moment that we had or every place that we needed to go and putting it on that vehicle. It's the time that really puts us in that, puts that pressure on us. Another example, and this doesn't happen necessarily as much today, but if you rent, for instance, a, a carpet cleaner from the store, right? For $20, $30, you can rent one of these carpet or these rug cleaners, and they'll give it to you for a 24-hour period. And you'll make sure that in that 24-hour period that every single part of your home has been cleaned with that carpet. So much so that you'll even find the rugs in the home that you weren't even thinking about cleaning. So let's clean this as well. 
you'll go to your car and say, you had no intention of cleaning the, the carpet of the car, and you'll clean the carpet of the car as well. Because you're told that you can use it however much you want. You have 24 hours, and at 24 hours, this has to be back, or else there'll be a penalty, there'll also be a fee. In fact, you'll call around other people that you know and say, listen, I have this carpet cleaner, and it's here, I have it for 24 hours, do you need it? There's a three-hour window. You'll call everyone you know, because you'll want to make maximum use of that tool, because you know there's a finite time, there's a definite time, and you'll have to give it back after that time. Now, it wouldn't make sense that you'd rent that carpet cleaner on a weekend where you were going to be at work for 12 or 14 hours. You'd make sure that you had time set aside and you'd make sure that you used it for as much of that time period as you could. It wouldn't make sense that you'd rent a car when you weren't going out of town or when you didn't have things to do with it and rather you were actually sick at home with a broken leg and not able to move about. It wouldn't make sense. You wouldn't do that. You would do it with the intent, with the intention that you're going to use it maximally to the fullest extent because you have it for that period of time. This principle also applies for our bodies. It's a tool that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. It's a vehicle that He's given us for a finite period of time. For a finite period of time. He sent us here and we were born. And He will take us back and that will be the day of our death. That's a set period of time. You and I might not necessarily know it, but it's definitely a set period of time. It's definitely not more than you know 150 years. Should take it off? No, no, can you put this thing in the pocket? It's very sensitive, sorry. And this one, let me yeah, put this in the pocket. And, uh, sorry about it. I'll try that now. Let me see. <clears throat> so, the... I'll just hold it. The body is the same way. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us this body for a set period of time. It's defined. Certainly not more than 150 years. And for the most of us, it will be less than 100 years. But certainly in the grand scheme of things, or certainly in the picture of time as a whole, which is eternity, the time that we are here on this earth is very short. It's just a fraction of a second, really, if you think about it. This is a fraction of a second. If you were to compare the, the millennia that had come before us, and potentially the millennia that will come after us, and most certainly, even if it's not millennia that comes after us, and the hereafter, where it'll be eternity. This time that Allah Ta'ala has given, sent us here is just a fraction of a second. It's just you know, barely a blip on the map. And Allah Ta'ala, in order to carry us through this time, has given us bodies with the intent that we put our bodies to maximum use. We put our bodies to maximum use. Because our bodies are for rent. We are the property of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are instructed to serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this limited period of time. For this limited period of time. And if we don't take advantage of it, then our time will expire. And the tool that was given to us, which is our body, will then have been wasted. Just like a car that was rented for 24 hours and it sat in your garage the entire weekend was a complete waste. Or a vacuum that you had, or a carpet cleaner that you had rented in it for 24 hours and it sat in your home. Or you never even took it out of your car. And then the time came and you had to return it. Just like that is a waste. 
Our bodies are far more valuable than any of those things. They cost way more. We only have one opportunity to live. We only have one opportunity to live and our time here should be spent serving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in particular serving the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Serving the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The, so it's up to us to put this vehicle, our bodies to maximal use. And that time and effort should be divided into two particular, in two, into two categories. Number one is through, is that that time our bodies be put into the service of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And number two, that our bodies, our time, our effort, our wealth, our energy be spent in the service of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Service to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is why we are all here for the Fajr prayer. And we see this embedded in the prophetic model. In addition to this, there is this component of service to the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is placed and this has placed on it a very high emphasis in our deen. And how do we know this? Because this was the model of the Prophet Wasallam. The Prophet Wasallam placed such a strong emphasis on serving other people and giving preference to other people over ourselves giving preference to other people over ourselves. When it comes to serving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet ﷺ had excelled in this. This was, you know, he, he had achieved the pinnacle in this. And this is evidenced through the relationship the Prophet ﷺ had with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially in those times where he was of total, complete focus on Allah. And those were the times of prayer. The times of prayer was when the Prophet ﷺ was 100% totally focused on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and nothing in this world could distract him from it. In fact, on one occasion, in one hadith, the, the, the wife of the Prophet ﷺ said that when the adhan for prayer would come, the Prophet ﷺ was faced with change in such a way and he would become in such a state that he wouldn't even be able to identify the people around him. He wouldn't be able to identify his own family members. Who is this? Who is that? Who is my daughter? Who is That's the state that he would be in because he was so focused on the service of Allah Ta'ala when the time, the full devotion to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala was there. And the other time the Prophet Sallallahu was fully devoted to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala through worship was in the night. Was in the night. And we see this in the practice of the Prophet Sallallahu the Sahaba, the Khulafa, all the pious people that have come before us. That the night was for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The night was for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the times of prayer, the Prophet was completely focused on Allah. And the night, and in particular the last third of the night, the Prophet was fully focused on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We see this in many ahadith of the Prophet's dedication and devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during this special time. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on one occasion was, was in prostration that was so deep during the night, it was so deep during the night that the wife of the Prophet was concerned that he had actually passed away. And so when she went next to the Prophet and she went very close to him, he he then realized that, that what she was trying to do was to see, is he still alive or not? So the Prophet had moved you know, a small limb of his a single portion of his body just to indicate to his wife that you know I'm alive. But this is the state that I'm in, that you won't even be able to tell if I'm actually alive or if I'm, my engagement in the worship of Allah Ta'ala is so deep that it is difficult for you to tell whether or not I'm alive or not. The Prophet would pray at night with such depth and such devotion and such dedication such that his uh, his feet would become to, would begin to swell and crack because of that because of his lengthy prayer lengthy prayer and when the 
when when one of the companions had asked the Prophet from his household had asked the Prophet why do you do this? Why is it that you put so much effort and time into this service, you know, and stand for such long hours of the night, the Prophet when you hadn't even committed any any mistakes? You know, normally when we think about people, when we think about ourselves and the times in our life when we are that devoted to Allah, when we'll wake up for tahajjud, we'll make sure we make it to Fajr in the Masjid, it's when we've either done something wrong or we, we are undergoing some difficulty. Right? When something is wrong, we, we want to repent for it. We want to ask Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness. We'll seek out these special moments and that's when we'll put in our 100% effort. And so the Prophet and she said, why, why would you do this when you didn't even do anything wrong? And the Prophet said so beautifully, أَفَلَا أَكُونَ عَبْدًا شَكُورًا is it not, Can I not be a grateful servant to my Lord? You know, Allah, can I not be a grateful servant to my Lord? Out of thanks, I spend countless hours of the night after night after night after night. So, so fully devoted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and particularly the last third of the night that the Hajjid period time or you know Qiyamul Layl when the Prophet would stand for hours and hours and hours fully devoted to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the times of prayer that when the times of prayer would come no one even would be identified or recognized because this was the time for the, the, the time of prayer and the time you know just preceding and proceeding the prayer that was the Prophet's time with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's our model as well when the time for prayer comes, that the people that are of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when the time of prayer comes, that time is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there's that component, and then there's this large component, which is serving the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet said in a hadith, Al-Khalqu'iyalullah, that creation, creation, it's not specified further, creation at large, Al-Khalq, Iyalullah is the family of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَأَحَبُّ الْخَلْقِ إِلَى اللَّهِ And the best of creation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. مَنْ أَحْسَنَ إِلَىٰ عِيَالِهِ Are the people that are, or is the creation that is the best to the family of Allah. Again, الْخَلْقُ عِيَالُ اللَّهِ That creation, all of creation, all of creation, everything that we see, anyone that we interact with, irrespective of their background, is the family of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything is a family of Allah. And the best of all of creation are those people that are the best to the family of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we want to become close to Allah and earn Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we have to take care of the family of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Commit ourselves to service of this deen and commit ourselves toward the service of humanity and we see this example in the Prophet Sallallahu life as well outside of the times where he was fully focused on his ibadat the rest of his time which is the vast majority of his day it was spent in the service of people it was spent in the service of people it started off with his service toward his immediate household and that's our focus as well our immediate, the, the service the Prophet ﷺ did, the khidmah that he did for his household is unparalleled. Unparalleled. The narrations that his wife say about how he would be in his home. And one narration that the Prophet ﷺ said when he was in his home, he was constantly busy. Like always doing something. It wasn't that he was just sitting around and just relaxing and, you know, and, doing, and doing nothing. Or even just sitting around and just you know, focus on some other, some other thing that can distract them. The way you know, we are today. And we're expecting always to be served and served and served. The Prophet ﷺ in the narration said that he was 
always busy, whether it be cleaning the home, whether it be taking care of the dishes, whether it be preparing something for a meal, whether it be you know taking care of the children, the Prophet ﷺ, when he was at home, was always busy. There wasn't times where he was just sitting down and expecting that other people serve him. On the contrary, he was so focused on serving his family that that's what his time was spent in. Time was spent in serving his family. And then when the Prophet ﷺ was outside of his home, he was so focused on the community at large that so much, most of his time was spent in serving, serving the community. Whether it be visiting the sick, whether it be in collecting, you know, whether it be in, in distributing his wealth for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever it might be. But the ma vast majority of the time of the Prophet was spent in serving the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Serving the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we see this preference of serving other people rather than serving oneself in the example of the Sahaba as well. Once the Aisha radiallahu ta'ala, I think it was Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she was at home and a poor person had come and sought food. And so she asked her maid, do we, you know, well, let's give him something. And the maid said that, look, we only have this piece of bread and if we give this piece of bread away, then there'll be nothing left for us to have in the home. So Aisha radiallahu anha said, no problem, give him, give him whatever, whatever it has, don't worry about it. Just give him that piece of bread. So be it if we won't have anything. And after that person had left, soon after, another person had presented to the house of Aisha and came with a marinated uh, lamb, lamb or goat, uh, for, for uh, Aisha and her family. Saying that when you sacrifice your wealth, your time, your efforts, your energy for other people, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will then take care of you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will then take care of you. We see this preference in an instance where there was a person who had come to the Prophet ﷺ, and he said to the Prophet ﷺ that he's hungry and he didn't have anything to eat. So the Prophet ﷺ had sent a message to ask at home from, his, from one of his wives if there was anything for, uh, for us to give this Sahabi, and, or, or to, uh, to give this Sahabi. And a message came back that there was nothing. So then the Prophet ﷺ tried to find out and inquire from his second wife. And the message came back that there's nothing, there's nothing, there's no food, there's nothing for us to offer. Third wife, fourth wife. So until he had he had conveyed this message to all of his wives, or at least requested uh, a response from his wife as to whether or not there was any food that they could host this person who was hungry. And every single wife had said that there wasn't any food. Subhanallah, this is the king, you know, the master of uh, of our ummah, and he didn't even have food in his, any any of his homes. So then he had asked the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum that is there anyone that would be willing to host this person tonight for a meal so that this person can eat. And one Sahabi radiallahu anhu had stood up, I believe it was Abu Talha, stood up and he said that I will take this person to my home to eat. And when he went to his house, this is narrated by Alama Qurtubi, it's in Tirmidhi, he went to his house and he asked his wife, look, I, I brought a guest with us and we need to offer him something to eat. And his wife said that we have very little food and whatever we do have is really only enough for the children. So he said, don't worry, put the children to sleep and let's offer this food for our guest. And so she said that let's dim the light when we're, when we're eating, that way he's not able to notice that we don't even have food in our own plate. The following morning, this companion came to the Prophet and the Prophet said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was pleased with the action that you did last night. And it comes in the Quran. 
and the scholars say that this is what this verse is in, is in account of. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran with regards to the Sahaba, the companions of the Prophet, they had ithar. Ithar is, yuthiruna comes from ithar, which means to give uh, a preference or to, to your desire for other people. That they used to give preference to other people over themselves. They used to give preference to other people over themselves. The Prophet ﷺ would give preference to anyone he interacted with over himself. The Sahaba عنهم, example after example, would give preference to other people over their own needs and desires. Over their own needs and desires. Because they recognized that these, this was the way they would get Allah because they were taking care of the creation of Allah. And by taking care of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they achieved greatness in this world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put tremendous barakah in their wealth because they gave preference to their wealth to give to other people rather than to take care of their own desires. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put tremendous barakah in their time because their preference was that they put in time helping those in need, helping those that were destitute, helping those that needed assistance, helping projects that would help establish this deen. They put their time into that and as a consequence of that, Allah Ta'ala put tremendous barakah and blessing in their time so they were able to accomplish more. They put so much, uh, they, put so mu- they gave so much preference to the well-being of other people, even over the well-being of their own physical body, such that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala in turn, who's the master, who's the sustainer, then sustained their bodies such that they were able to accomplish tremendous amounts with their own bodies because they had given preference to other people over themselves. They made their goal in life to serve other people. So this should be our goal as well. We have a set period of time, a vehicle that Allah Ta'ala has given us, which is our bodies. And we have to maximize every single moment of this time. Either through the service of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, which is a set dedicated portion of our day, in particular the times of prayer and the times around the prayer, and most certainly in the early morning hours, in particular from the Tahajjud prayer time, which is the last one third of the night, until the rising of the sun, this time should be in complete focus of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Complete focus of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Be it praying and reciting Quran during this special time of the night, be it making it to the masjid for the special morning prayer, which is the Fajr prayer. This should be our time and this is where we devote and dedicate ourselves. The the rest of the world should disappear. And in fact, most of the world is sleeping during this time. It's not ironic that when the vast majority of the world is sleeping, this is the time where the people of Allah, the people that desire Allah, of Allah, the people that, that aim to succeed in this deen, these people focus on this time because there aren't people to serve. There aren't people to serve. This is the time, right? And the times of Salah, which is this time of full devotion and dedication, that's our time with Allah Ta'ala, and we have to learn to maximize on this time and not put it away, you know, you know, sleeping it away. And then when the people are awake, when the people are awake, then we just put our time in serving people. We put our time in serving people. Now this service comes in the form of our wealth. A person that gives their wealth in this, to assist other people, meaning gives their wealth that Allah Ta'ala gave them, and rather than choosing to spend it on themselves, they choose to spend it on their family, they choose to spend it on their relatives, they choose to spend it in the form of gifts 
toward other people. They choose to spend it toward people that are that don't have the money, that don't have food, that don't have water, that don't have housing, or toward projects that will allow the 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 ummah, the Prophet ﷺ, to thrive. A person that that sacrifices their wealth and serves other people with their wealth, Allah Taala will put a tremendous amount of barakah. Allah Taala will, as a consequence of that, take care of their own needs. You know, we think that if we hoard our wealth we keep it to ourselves, then somehow we will be more comfortable. We will be more comfortable. The reality is that, we, one, we don't. there's no insurance when it comes to our wealth. Allah Ta'ala can take it away at will. And in particular, if we don't have any barakah in our wealth because we haven't given it, and given it to other people, which is the mechanism by which we draw barakah and blessing into our wealth, then it's very possible that that million dollars or that $500,000 that we have will, will, be, will be nothing. You won't even be able to purchase a gallon of milk with that money because it'll just, it can just vanish and disappear before your very eyes because there's no barakah in it. It won't have any value. And on the other hand, if we have, even if we have a little bit of wealth and yet we give that wealth to other people with the, expect, with the expectation that we're earning a reward from Allah Ta'ala, with the intention that we are serving the creation of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, that it's a guarantee from not only the Prophet Sallallahu not only Allah, and, and from Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, that there will be tremendous barakah in that wealth, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take it upon Himself to take care of you. Allah ta'ala, you're now, you're now saying that this is wealth of Allah, and I'm giving it to the servants and the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah ta'ala will be the one that takes care of you. You could, you could have $10 in your pocket, but for some reason you're able to get through an entire week. Why? Because there's barakah in your wealth, because you gave preference to other people over yourself. So that service is in the form of wealth. Service is in the form of our, our physical bodies as well. Right? We should be people that are active. Always actively doing things, whether it be in our home, cleaning, you know, whether it be, you know, taking care of our children. You know, we should think of this as, as service to the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We, we think sometimes that putting time and effort into our children is a burden that's placed upon us that is taking us away from our service of deen. This is what we think of. But the priority and the preference is for the household. You know, our spouse, our children, our parents, this is where our priority is. And even if all our time is spent in just serving the household, the household is the creation of Allah Ta'ala. And of course, it's the first group of the creation of Allah Ta'ala that will be asked about. So the time that we put in, in taking care of things in our home, it's at the expense of taking care of our own comforts and luxuries, you know, spending hours on the internet, you know, watching, you know, hours of television or indulging in, in all these things that, that are just for ourselves and to feed ourselves. On the contrary, if we spend our time focusing on our children, focusing on our families, focusing on our household, we are serving the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just like the Prophet was constantly busy in the home. So we should be very active with our bodies. Right, give it the time that it needs for you know the, bare, the 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 minimum requirements of food and sleep and you know and things like that. But then after that, just spend your use your body to serve Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala physically, whether it be cleaning the masjid, whether it be you know giving people a ride, whether it be what uh, uh, whether it be you know physically assisting someone who's who's handicapped. I mean, this is what our bodies are for ultimately, right? And we have all of that time, the time that we aren't praying. Whether it be, you know, even if we spend 8 to 10 hours at work, that's, we should think of that as service as well. I mean, most of us that are working, the jobs that we are doing are of some sort of service to someone. So if that's our intention, then we should be 100% thinking that we are serving other people. And, this, and, and we are serving other people through the technology that we use, whatever it might be. So put in full effort into it and don't be lazy even when it comes to this.
And then the third is service with our time. Maximize our time. Maximize our time in serving other people. Use every moment that you have to serve other people and to invite other people toward this deen. However you can serve other people, serve them. Whether it be... Uh, especially after the Fajr time and after the sun has now risen and now it's time to go out and earn you know, an income and it's now time to go out and interact with people. Use every single time, every single moment possible to serve the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If a person spends their time serving the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even though they feel like they have very limited time in their day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a consequence of that will put tremendous barakah in their time and take care of the things that they would have otherwise spent, spent time to work. For example, if a person spends time committing themselves to a project that would be beneficial for this deen, beneficial for the people around them, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a result of that will then take care of their own needs, their family's needs, whatever it might be. You know, let's say that they had to repair a car, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, rather than for an average person taking eight hours of their day to get their this fixed and their you know battery changed and their oil change done, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of it such that maybe even they won't even have this issue with their with their car. Because they spent their time serving other people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will most certainly take care and put barakah in that person's time so that they're able to get a lot more done. And we've seen this in the example of the Prophet Wasallam, And we've seen this example of our teachers. I mean, the amount of time the ulama of this deen have spent in terms of serving other people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inevitably will always take care of their needs. I mean, the people of piety, the people of taqwa, and, and the people that, that recognize that by serving other people, they're going to earn Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those people, for some reason or another, you see how much they get done in the day, and you imagine how is it even possible. I know the, the amount of stuff that they get done in a 24-hour period, it would probably take us a full month to get done. You know, I've seen this in my own teachers. The amount of work that they get done in a 24-hour period, if I tried to do that in a full month's period of time, I would not be able to do it. Why, why is that the case? Because they've devoted and dedicated their time to serving other people, to helping other people, to guiding other people, to making other people's lives better. And as a result of that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts tremendous barakah in their time, such that everything else is just taken care of for them. They don't even have to, it's just taken care of for them. And when, So, serving with our wealth, serving with our bodies, serving with our time, this the vehicle that we have been given is just here for a short period of time. And rather than focusing on the comforts that, of this world that will make our own selves comfortable, we should focus on making other people's lives better. We should focus on making other people's lives better. And it's important to remember, and I'll conclude with this point, that when we are serving other people, or serving the creation of Allah Ta'ala in general. It could be animals, it could be you know the earth of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. When we are serving it, we are doing it to earn the pleasure of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. We don't require any gratitude from other people. We don't require gratitude from anyone else. It's important to remember this because people that often, there are people who spend tremendous amounts of time uh, volunteering and doing things that can help other people, which is in and of itself very noble. But the expectation and their goal is that other people will thank them. And this is part of human nature. Human nature is such that when you do something for other people, there's an expectation that there'll be some form of gratitude or thanks that's given back. That's human nature and you can't avoid that. But the believer, the attitude of the believer is that I am serving the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, expecting the thanks and the gratitude to come 
from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. It isn't that it's going to come from other people. I don't need that. In fact, Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, إِنَّمَا نُطْعِمُكُمْ لِوَجْهِ اللَّهِ That when we are feeding, we feed other people لِوَجْهِ اللَّهِ For the purpose of the face, not literally, but the attention of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, that, that fall upon us. لَا نُرِيدُ مِنْكُمْ جَزَاءً وَلَا شُكُورًا We don't need any reward or, uh, or thanks. We don't need any of this. We want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attention to fall upon us and that is what we will be satisfied and content with. A person that spends tremendous amount of time helping other people, expecting that there'll be gratitude and reward, what will happen is when they don't receive it, then they'll become very down and they'll wonder, why didn't that person say thanks to me? Why didn't this person appreciate what I did? How come they didn't you know, tell other people? How, all of these things come into our mind. We don't, we don't need any of that. We are serving Allah Ta'ala because He gave us this body and told us to serve my creation. And if we don't use it, then we're going to be wasted. If we use our body to serve other people, then Allah Ta'ala in the hereafter will, is guaranteeing a reward for us. Is guaranteeing a reward for us. So that's the intent behind doing this. That's the intent behind giving preference to other people. It's our own benefit. It doesn't matter who's looking. It doesn't matter if you know, we're on the news and, we, and, and we're showing how much... You know, we're, it doesn't, that doesn't make a difference. If it happens, it happens. If that's how... People are going to find out. That's how people are going to find out. But that's not our goal. That's not our purpose. Our goal is to serve people irrespective of the attention and irrespective of the gratitude that we get. You know, so much so that if we were walking outside on a sidewalk and no one is around and there's, you know, a stick or a piece of glass in the middle of the, the sidewalk and you're thinking in your mind that maybe if I move this, someone else won't be harmed from it. The reward that you'll get is incredible. Doesn't, no one has to see this. No one has to see this. You know, when we are when we are giving our wealth for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it doesn't mean that everyone has to know that we did this. We are doing it for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this makes it much easier to put your effort, your body, your time, your wealth into service of this deen and to service of other people. Why? Because when you aren't expecting reward from other people and you're realizing that your goal is the attention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it makes it far easier to actually sacrifice your time, your effort, your sleep, your wealth, all of these things to help other people. It makes it much easier because you aren't expecting the thanks from anyone. You aren't expecting gratitude. You're recognizing that by doing this, Allah Ta'ala is going to be going to be pleased with me. And ultimately, it's the pleasure of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala that will actually mean something for me on the Day of Judgment. If someone thanks me in this world, there's no guarantee that that's going to be of value to me in the hereafter. right? But it's if I know that I'm doing something and I know there's a guarantee that Allah Ta'ala is going to be appreciative of this, then there's a guarantee that that will be beneficial for us in the Day of Judgment. So we should spend our time serving. Serving Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala directly in the special periods of time and, uh, and then serving the creation of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala the rest of the time that we have. May Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala grant you another tawfiq to become people of service, become people that put in time and effort during this limited time that we have in this world, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us true servants of His deen that give preference to other people over our own selves.